It is day three of Daf Chavtalad. We're holding the Gemara on Daf Chavtalad, the Mandala for about eight lines up from the bottom of the page. Just to recap on where we were yesterday, we've been learning about the ninth case of the Mishnah, that when it comes to truma, if one of a person's hands becomes richly impure, the other one remains tahor, and the other hand that remains tahor will not render the truma invalid, will not render it possible. Whereas when it comes to Kodesh, if one of the hands is richly impure, then even if the other hand touches Kodesh, we'll consider the Kodesh to be richly impure. Rav Shizvi came along and said this rule that the Kodesh can be contaminated even by one of the person's hands that's not Tomei, where the other of the person's hands is Tomei, that only applies Bechiburin Shonu, when the two hands are touching each other at the time when the non-impure hand, where the Tahor hand, touches the Kodesh. Because then we're concerned that the impure hand might accidentally also touch the Kodesh. But where the two hands are not touching each other at the time that the Tahor hand touches the Kodesh, we've got nothing to worry about. And we do not consider the Kodesh to be richly impure at that point. That's what we learned yesterday. Today the Gemara questions this distinction of Rav Shizvi, this difference between whether the hands are connected, whether they're touching or not touching at the time that the second hand that was not Tomei touched the Kodesh. Esve Abai, Abai challenged Rav Shizvi from the following Brysa. The Brysa says, Yad that a dry hand that is Tomei can make the other hand that is not Tomei, it can make that other hand Tomei, to make Kodesh that that second hand touches Tomei. Avalona Truma, but not Truma. So what is the view here, the first view of the Brysa, Divra Rebbe, this is the view of Rebbe. The first view is that even where the hands are dry, not just where they're wet, but even where they're dry, the hand that is Tomei can make the other hand considered to be Tomei with respect to Kodesh, that that second hand that's not Tomei, if it touches Kodesh, renders the Kodesh Tomei, but not for Truma, that's the view of Rebbe. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda says, Lifsol avalolatami. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda has a nuanced opinion varying on Rabbi. He says it doesn't render the Kodesh Tomei. It renders it possible. You'll recall when we learned the terminology of Tumantara, we said Tomei means it's richly impure and it can contaminate something else. Whereas Pasul means it's contaminated, but that's the end of the line. It cannot render something else Tomei as well. So according to Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Huda, the second hand renders Kodesh that it touches, Pasul. It renders it unfit. In other words, it's a Ravi. That's the end of the line for Kodesh. It's itself Tomei, but it can't convey Tumah any further to anyone else. Whereas the first opinion, Rebbe's opinion is that that second hand, when it touches Kodesh, renders it a Shlishi. In other words, it becomes Tomei, that it's not the end of the line. That itself can touch other Kodesh and render that other Kodesh Puzzle. So it becomes a shlishi. So Rebbe and Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Huda are arguing about the scope of the Khumrah that, that we said one hand contaminates the other. So according to Rebbe, the second hand has the capacity to actually make something Tomei. According to Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Huda, the second hand only has the capacity to make something Puzzle. So this is the dispute between Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Huda and Rebbe. How does this help us? So the Gemara says, the Gemara says there's a detail in this Brysa. It doesn't quite make sense if the hands were touching. The Brysa goes out of its way to tell us that we're talking about a Nuguva, dry hands. The Brysa seems to be telling us that you know what? 
This law applies even if the hands are dry. You might have thought it only applies where the hands are wet, because when it comes to tumma and tara, when, it, when something becomes wet, it becomes possible to convey tumma or transmit tumma in certain scenarios where it couldn't when it was dry. So along comes the bride to teach us this applies even when the hands are both dry. You might think it only applies when they're both wet, but actually it applies even when the hands are both dry. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. If the hands are dry and they're both touching each other at the point where the second hand that was not Tame touched the Kodesh, then we said, what's the concern? We said yesterday in the beginning of today's shir, the concern is that the hand that is Tame might accidentally touch the Kodesh, even though it wasn't the hand that was supposed to be picking up the Kodesh, it might accidentally touch it. But if that's the case, the Gemara says, what difference does it make whether the hand is wet or the hand is dry? If the hand that is Tame touches the Kodesh, it will render it a shlishi. Whether it is wet or whether it is dry, it will render the Kodesh tommy. Even if it's dry, it will render the Kodesh tommy. It will render it a shlishi. So there's no rubusa, there's no chidush, there's no novelty telling me that the hand is dry. And even though it's dry, the, the rule still applies that it renders it tummy. Because as we said, if the hands are touching, the concern is that the tummy hand might accidentally touch the Kodesh. If that's the case, whether the hand is wet or dry doesn't make a difference. It's going to render the Kodesh tummy because a hand that is tummy that touches Kodesh renders it a shlishi tumma. It's going to become tummy whether the hand is wet or dry. However, if you're going to tell me that this law applies, this machlokas, this dispute between Rebbe and Rebbe Yosef Rebbe Huda applies even where the hands are not touching, so then it makes sense to distinguish, to say, you know what, you may have thought it doesn't apply in the case where the hand is dry. It might only apply in the case where the hand is wet, but actually it applies even where the case where the hand is dry. Why so? Because if the hands are not touching, then maybe the concern is not that the tummy hand will touch the Kodesh directly, but maybe the concern is the tummy hand will touch the other hand, the Tahor hand, and render it impure. But that really strictly should only be the case if it's wet. Because when it's wet, so then one hand can render the other hand tummy. But when the hands are both dry, normally speaking, we would not allow one hand to contaminate the other hand if they're both dry. So then along would come the bricer and tell us, you know what, there's a chumrah here, there's a stringency, that even though they're both dry, we allow one hand to contaminate the other if it touches it. But that would only be true if... The hands were not touching, because if the hands were touching, as we said already, the concern would be not that one hand would contaminate the other, rather that the hand that is, not con- that is contaminated will touch the Kodesh, and that would be true. That would be a problem whether the hand is wet or whether the hand is dry. So the Gemara says this dispute between Rebbe and Rebbe Yosef Rebbe Huda only makes sense if we're talking about where the hands are not touching. If the hands are both touching, this dispute doesn't actually make sense at all. And therefore... Abaye rejects Rav Shizvi's assertion that the stringency applies only where the hands are joined when the second hand touches the Kodesh and says it will even apply where the hands are not joined when the second hand touches the Kodesh. We're going to hold it for today. I wish you all a very good day.